Welcome to Awaken and Empower, a podcast dedicated to creating a space for honest and true conversations on self-development, spirituality, and the intricacies of being human. It's hosted by me, Shaylin Ivany. I'm a self-empowerment coach on a mission to help women deepen their connection with themselves so they can live an authentic and meaningful life. And that's my intention with this show as well. This podcast is for anyone who is ready to unlock their inner wisdom and commit to the journey of deeply knowing, embracing, and honoring themselves. Awaken and Empower is a safe space where we can get real and dive deep into big and meaningful topics like identity and spiritual growth, inner work and mental health, and the meaning of the miracle it is to be here, alive and breathing and taking up space. Listen in for soul-centered inspiration, heartfelt advice, and personal stories that will guide you towards awakening your authentic self and living an empowered life. Hello everyone and welcome back to Awaken and Empower. Thank you for taking time out of your day, out of your summer, if you're listening to this in real time, to tune in and listen in to these conversations between me and these very special women in my life. I'm so grateful and I know they are so grateful as well that anyone would want to listen in to what they have to share. This is the fourth episode of the Summer Conversation series. After this one, there will only be one more left, and then the episode after that will be the 50th episode celebration. Summer is just flying by as it usually does, but I hope you've been enjoying yours as much as you can. Today's episode is a conversation I had with one of my best friends, Kendall Smiled. Kendall received her Bachelor of Education from Brock University in 2020, and she is now an elementary school teacher. She has a passion for working with youth and a strong desire to inspire change in the younger generations. She also enjoys living an active lifestyle through things like sports, hiking, and volunteering in the community. In her free time, she enjoys reading, being with family and friends, and spending time with her beloved French bulldog, Fred. In our chat, we talked all about her experience as a new teacher. She just finished up her first full year with the same class, and I wanted to have this conversation with her about teaching and the journey she's been on to become a teacher because I just think teachers are so important to our lives, to our societies, to our kids, of course, and they deserve to be appreciated so much more. Kendall is not only a great teacher, but she's also one of my favorite people to spend time with. She's one of those friends who is always up to try new things together and go on adventures and just do fun things. And I'm just really grateful to have her in my life. It's gotten to a point where there are so many things we want to do together that we've made a growing activities list so that we can keep track of it all. I just love her so much. And I also think she has the perfect teacher name, Miss Smiled. So cute. So just another reason why she was always meant to be a teacher. I hope you enjoy our chat about teaching young minds and learning life lessons. So without further ado, let's get into my chat with the lovely Kendall Smiled.
Okay, here we are in the fourth episode of the Summer Conversation series. I'm sitting down here in person with one of my favorite people in the whole world. Spending time with her brings me so much joy, and I'm so grateful to call her one of my best friends. I'm really excited to hear her share her insights and experiences with me and everyone listening here today. So please welcome to the show my girl, Kendall Smiled. Hi, Kendall. Hi, thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. Thanks for being here. Thanks for walking down the street. Kendall just lives up the street from me. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so thanks for coming on. And I wanted to have you on to talk about, you know, your journey as a teacher and like all that kind of thing and kind of to, I guess, peel back the curtain a bit on what it's like to be a teacher because you just finished up your first full year as a teacher with the same class which is very exciting um but first i always like to start these episodes with talking a bit about um how we met and a bit about our friendship so what are your thoughts on that (laughs) oh i can't even remember how many years it's been it's been um i would say since at least high school beginning of high school that we met And we started to grow a little closer and hang out a little bit more. And then as we become older, you know, your your friend group becomes smaller. But I'm thankful that ours has remained strong. Mm -hmm. And it's nice to have somebody who is so close um, to where I live that I can easily go for a walk or see you when I want to. So Mm -hmm. I think, yeah, we met in high school and it's just grown stronger ever since. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was grade 10 maybe because... We knew each other before that, but I think we got closer. Yeah, I think maybe it was grade 10. We were in the same class or something, and it just kind of happened naturally. And kudos to us, too, because we were in different friend groups. We were. Yeah, Yeah. we weren't in the same friend group in high school, went to different, you know, schools after high school. Um, But yeah, like living so close helps. But you actually moved away for um, university. I did for both my undergrad and my teacher's college. I moved away both times to two different locations, which is a huge experience, huge adjustment period for myself and Mm. for others in my life. So yeah, yeah. So good for us for like navigating that and staying strong. And yeah, a lot of my fondest memories are with you do you have any like favorite memories that we've shared together I don't know there's been so many I think like we have great you know connections when we just hang out and we're able to talk and everything is kind of natural Mm -hmm. we have done a little bit of traveling I think our Florida trip was probably one of my fondest (laughs) memories I was gonna say that yeah we just did a lot of things that you know we couldn't maybe do here and experience things together which helped our friendship grow and yeah It's nice when you're able to travel with your friends. Yeah, we've said a bunch of times that we travel really well together, which is nice because, you know, traveling can make or break a relationship, I feel like. So it's nice to know that, you know, if I did want to go somewhere with a friend, I can always count on you. So I agree. Yeah. (laughs) One day we're going to go to Vegas. (laughs) That's on our bucket list. (laughs) That is. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Our Florida trip was definitely... Uh, one of my highlights too that happened right around the time we were graduating from university so that was kind of like a grad trip I guess Um, but yeah I also agree with you just like hanging out talking about life and just chilling it's it's always it's always fun like I just always have fun with you (laughs) yeah I was going to say I like the fact that when we do hang out we could hang out three times in one week and each time we have like 
new stuff to talk about. I don't yeah. know how that happens, but it definitely makes for a good friendship when you have that much to talk about. Yeah, that is so true. I could see you every freaking day and be happy with it. <laughs> yeah, so that's a bit about our friendship, but now I'd like to hear you share a bit about who you are and where you're at in your life right now. <laughs> yeah, so as you've already said, I just finished up my second year of teaching, mm-hmm. but it was my first year with my like full class. So I started with them in September and finished with them in June, which was a really nice experience because I got to see a class from beginning to end, plan the whole year, get to know my students more, and basically see them off into their next grade, which is really exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at right now. And, you know, navigating what September might look like because it's a little foggy right now. Yeah. But I am a firm believer that things will happen the way they're supposed to happen. And I'm kind of just being patient and waiting to see what September holds for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, you're, I guess you're journey to become a teacher was kind of impacted by COVID as well. Um, COVID happened while you were in teacher's college or while you were Mm -hmm. finishing teacher's college, right? Yeah. So how was that? And like, you know, not having a graduation and just, you know, going through this big life transition and also navigating the pandemic. (laughs) Yeah, it was definitely a crazy experience. Um, For me, I've wanted to be a teacher since I was a little girl. So for many, many years, I always imagined you know, graduating and feeling, you know, that feeling of finally getting my dream job and, you know, becoming what I've wanted to become for almost, it would be 20 years when I graduated. Um, So not having that really, you know, it affected me in many ways, you know, mentally and all of that, but I'm lucky. I have a very strong support system in my life and they still made my graduation day Uh, pretty special by hosting like a small little get together in our backyard with like our family and um, having people over just to kind of celebrate my big accomplishment because I didn't get to do that with my friends from school. I didn't get to do that with my graduating class. Mm -hmm. So being able to do that with my family was really special. Um, But getting a job in the pandemic is not (laughs) not something I ever imagined I would probably do. Um, But you know, it, it was a challenge, but I am grateful because I don't know that my career would be where it is right now without the, pandem- the pandemic and having, you know, so many teachers go on leave and, um, you know, not feeling safe going to work. So that really helped me to be able to, you know, step in and show that I was capable of becoming a teacher during that challenging time and I feel like anything that's thrown my way now I might be able to handle a little more because I survived that and I was able to make it through it so yeah I'm thankful for it yeah for sure that's so that's a good point and really good that you like look at it that way because you could have been just a negative Nelly through all that right and um but yeah looking back you can see how it contributed to like your growth and your your strength as a teacher and um yeah like you said too everything happens the way it's meant to happen so in some weird way things were just meant to happen that way um but I mean I've told you this many times it's just so it's been inspiring to me to like see you go through all that and and just in general being a teacher because I think 
teachers are one of the most underappreciated professions in society. Like, we need to appreciate teachers more. And I feel like during the pandemic, people kind of woke up to how much teachers do because kids were, you know, doing school from online and parents were having to step up more and realizing, like, oh, teachers actually do a whole lot more than we realize. Um, but kind of going back to what you were saying, how you've always wanted to be a teacher since you were little, was there something that, like, inspired you to want to become a teacher? Yeah, for me, it was definitely my grade one teacher. Mm. Um, That was roughly five, six years old, which is when I decided I wanted to be a teacher. And it was just the way she handled the class. And looking back now, it is truly what I would aspire to be as a teacher. She had such a calm demeanor to her. Like even now, you still think back to that one teacher that changed everything for you. And I'm lucky that I get to say that it was back in grade one because not many people can say that. Um, But yeah, just the way, you know, she taught and you could tell she really cared about her students and she cared about their success and she wanted to celebrate their success. And even if it was something small, like she still found a way to make it meaningful. So I think that really like pushed me and made me realize like this is something I want to do when I get older. And it's really cool now to say that, like, I've met that dream. I've, you know, been able to have many different grades, but that age group is one that I really enjoy. And I I think it's because of her that I really enjoy teaching the younger kids and, Mm -hmm. you know, celebrating their successes now and, you know, allowing them to feel what I felt at that age is such a great thing. And to hear parents and kids tell me that they their kid wants to be a teacher now because of me or that they like were in my class and they they see what I bring to the table and they want to um, aspire to be like me when they grow up is really something that touches my heart and Mm -hmm. that's why I do what I do because I want to inspire those students as well. That touches my heart. That's so cute. I don't think I knew that you like looked up to your grade one teacher Mm -hmm. that much. That's so amazing how it started so young and you just knew like from such a young age Mm -hmm. that this was the right thing for you. Um, And so like as you grew up, were you ever able to like reconnect with that teacher to kind of thank her, I guess, or just reconnect? Yeah, I believe it was back either in middle school or in grade nine. I actually went back to my old elementary school because it was her retiring year. So it was in June and I headed back there to say goodbye. And I told her, you know, this was my goal as I grew up and this is where I'm at right now. But when I finish high school, I'm going to go to teacher's college and I'm going to become a teacher. And I told her that it was thanks to her. So I'm sure that made her feel good to know that a student from many, many years prior had come back and, you know, felt that way. But it was great to see her too, as she was finishing up her career. Mm -hmm. And I hope like one day, maybe that happens for me. And, you know, a kid comes back to me and says, Hey, like, I'm going to teacher's college now, or I did become a teacher. Mm -hmm. Um, That would be really cool to see it go full circle. Yeah, I'm sure that's going to happen for you. (laughs) That's bound to happen, you know, um, at some point. Because, yeah, that's just so special, too, for a teacher to have such a big impact on such a young child, Mm -hmm. right? And um, because that's what it's really all about. It's about inspiring the young people and um, impacting their lives in some way. So, that's really special that you had that, and I'm sure you're going to 
give that to another kid one day too. So if you haven't already, which you probably have. <laughs> um, but yeah, as you were getting older too, like, uh, cause you know, obviously we grow up and we change and we become more of who we are. Like, how did you continue to know that this was the right career path for you? Yeah. As I grew up as a kid, I was definitely one who consistently played school. So I think that oh. was a, <laughs> that was a clear sign that my destiny was somewhere in education. Mm-hmm. Um, but even like through high school, I don't think I ever questioned it. Mm. Like I always knew that this is what I wanted to do. And for volunteer hours and that, everything I did was working with kids. And that kind of just solidified the fact that I wanted to be a teacher. Mm. I think it helped me to figure out what age group I wanted Mm. because with some of the volunteering, it was with older kids and I realized that I liked the younger kids more. So that kind of changed as I grew older a bit because I wasn't really sure what I wanted. Um, But no, I never think I questioned. It was always um, on my mind that that's what I wanted to do. And just little things changed along the way, like, you know, the age group and maybe what I wanted to to teach if I did go with the older kids and Mm. where I wanted to go to school. But overall, I always knew what the end goal was. Wow. That's so special, Mm -hmm. too, to just, like, know your whole life what you want and then be able to just bring that into into real life and, like, make it happen, make your dream happen. Um, And... Yeah, I bet that also gave you just like a very clear path forward through school and, you know, through university Mm -hmm. and then teachers college, just like always having that end goal in mind and now like living that. How does that feel to be like living that now? (laughs) It's really fun. Yeah, (laughs) it's, you know, you always have a vision in mind of what you think it's going to be like. It Mm -hmm. is nothing like what I thought it'd be like. (laughs) Yeah. But I love it. So, Mm -hmm. and I think that's all that matters because as long as you love what you do, Mm -hmm. you know, it doesn't feel like work going to work. So, yeah. And that's what I always wanted. So, yeah. That's amazing. Um, I kind of have like a deeper question for Mm -hmm. you now, I guess. But what does being a teacher mean to you? Yeah. I think we've kind of already touched upon it Mm -hmm. about, you know, changing and inspiring like the youth of tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Um, There's been many times where I've been challenged, my students have been challenged, and I think it's overcoming those things together because being a new teacher, I'm only going into my third year. I don't know everything, and I think it's impossible for every teacher to know everything. Mm -hmm. And I think every year you're going to be faced with something that you're not used to or you might not know right in that moment how to handle. Mm But it's adapting and being flexible and, you know, being able to change with your class because the Mm -hmm. class even that you get in September might not be the same class in May. And being able to change your teaching styles, change your, you know, perspective in the classroom throughout the whole year Mm -hmm. is a really big thing. Um, And I think, you know, with that, your students are going to grow. They're going to also you know, inspire to be better Mm. and try to reach their full potential. And, you know, that's what I'm there to do is to help them be able to do that. And Mm. to see some changes in some students from September to June is incredible. And to know that you were the one who inspired that or you were the one to implement a program that would help them is a pretty incredible feeling. 
-hmm. So, and to see them, you know, evolve into maybe what their parents want to see or what they want to see, to know you played a part in that is a great, great feeling. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I feel like I'm getting emotional here when you're talking about this. I don't know. This just really gets to me because I guess maybe just as I've gotten older, I've really realized you know how important teachers are to us growing up like not even just in school like if you did extracurriculars like Mm -hmm. I took piano lessons and like my piano teacher had a huge impact on me and I didn't realize how big of an impact it was until like I grew up Mm -hmm. and like was able to look back right and um you know you're working with kids now who are you know grade two three so like still pretty young they're very impressionable really still coming into who they are for sure because they're so young um and yeah, just the fact that, you know, you have all these kids in your care and that comes with a lot of pressure, but it's also a lot of privilege, I feel like, to be able to, you know, connect with them and teach them and inspire them. And I'm sure there's been, you know, learning curves and uh, struggles because, you know, like we said, this was your first full year with the same class. So, and like you mentioned too, you got to see their growth from September to Mm -hmm. June. And um, for a young kid like that, a lot can happen in those months, right? A lot changes yeah. in 10 months. You might mm-hmm. not think so, but the kids who enter your class in September are definitely not the kids that leave in June. Yeah. And I think it's pretty cool to see like how much mature they get. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're preparing them to move on to a new grade. Mm-hmm. So you want to see that progress in them. Yeah, for sure. What are the biggest, I guess, challenges or struggles that you faced um as you were studying to become a teacher and then also Mm -hmm. as you are now a teacher? I think my lack of confidence is one of them. Mm. Um, Especially during placements, I don't know that I was as confident as I should have been. You know, I've been trained by professors to do my job and I just didn't believe in myself sometimes that I could do it. Mm. And I think looking back now, I should have because I know now that I've had my own class, I've had two of my own classes and I know that I can do it Um, but even still I question some things you know did I handle that right or should I have done something differently and I think second guessing is a big challenge for teachers because you always wonder if you know you could have done something differently or if you had done something differently would there have been a more positive outcome Mm -hmm. so that's something I think I'll always you know face as a challenge Um, but also just lack of experience. Like Mm -hmm. you look at some teachers who have years and years of experience and you question if you'll ever get there. And you know you will get there, Mm -hmm. but it's hard sometimes to see it, um, especially if you're second-guessing yourself. So it's just, I think, learning and learning from your colleagues is a big thing that I have learned. Mm -hmm. Um, Bounce ideas off of each other. You know, work together because you're all there for the same purpose. You're all there for the same reason and you want to see the same outcome in your students. Mm -hmm. So use each other, work together and, you know, help one another to get your students to where they need to be. And regardless of grade level, you all are there and you all have different backgrounds. You all have different knowledge. So using each other to do that would be a great resource. And that's something I'm slowly learning to do um and just like educating myself over the summer and you know broadening my understanding of certain topics that are newer to education um will help me I think overcome some of my challenges that I've been faced with yeah yeah for sure I love what you just said about 
yeah, drawing on that community of teachers mm-hmm. at your school because you're not the only teacher there. There's no. like multiple, multiple teachers at any given school. And especially when you're just starting out, um, you know, it's important to have that community. And it sounds like, you know, from what you've told me, the teachers at your school are so supportive and so like willing to help you. Mm-hmm. And you've created really great friendships with them too. And um, whenever you needed help, there was someone there to help you. And um, it's... I think it's really special to have that, especially during your first couple years teaching, right? Because I can imagine it's scary. Like, I'd be scared. Yeah. (laughs) I remember when I started in September and my class came in for the first time and I asked if there was anybody new to the school and I asked how they were feeling being new to the school and I said it was okay because I felt the same way. Mm. I was nervous. I was scared. I didn't know anyone. So it's good for them to see that their teacher also mm-hmm. was feeling those things because it's scary at that age, but it was scary at my age too. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so were there any like specific things that you struggled through but then learned from uh, during the this past year and the past couple years of being a teacher now (laughs) yeah I think everything I've kind of you know figured out on my own and it's a lot of trial and error and Mm reevaluating. so usually after every day I think about you know what did I like what didn't I like what could I change for next time Mm -hmm. what did the kids enjoy what did they not enjoy Um, and taking those things into consideration and the things that they do enjoy and they did well on bringing that into future lessons future activities for them um, and that's all a learning curve and, you know, things that I'm still trying to figure out. Mm-hmm. But, and I think I'll always be trying to figure them out um, regardless of grade because every class is different. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. And every child is different too. Yeah. Like, you know, in any given classroom, each child has their own needs, their own struggles, mm-hmm. their own areas where they could um, receive more attention around, I guess. Um and yeah, just from some of the stories you've told me over the past year, it's like, it's not always easy, right? No. And because you always have the student's best interest at heart, of course, but you're you're juggling their behavior and then maybe like the parents and their um, impression of what's mm-hmm. happening. And, you know, you're also trying to implement, I guess, what you've learned as, as like teaching skills. And there's a lot of like things, I guess, to keep in mind and to juggle and, um you also have to be adaptable, right? Which is mm-hmm. kind of going back to something you said earlier, just being able to adapt to whatever happens in any given day, any given year with any class, right? So how have you been able to handle that? Just like the very, I guess, some unpredictability of it because you can't predict, especially with young kids, right? Yeah. It's harder to predict what they might do or whatever, mm-hmm. or what they might need. So how have you been able to kind of navigate that? I think it's going back to what you said about just adapting and Mm -hmm. reflecting and using your resources. So if you feel that a conversation didn't go well, well, what didn't you like about it? Mm. What could you have said instead? Or what could you change for next time? So just adapting and changing because every class is going to be different. All students are different. And just, you know, keeping the student's best interests at heart is the main focus. And as long as you do that, then I think at the end, regardless of how long it takes to get there, you're going to have a positive outcome. Yeah, for sure. Yep, everything's a learning experience, even as a teacher, right? Like you're <laughs> a lifelong student still, yeah. even though you're in the teacher role now. So, you know, like we said before, you're, you graduated from Teachers College in a very uh, 
chaotic time to say the least in society um and i remember you kind of like really struggling after graduating and going through a few months of um just yeah just struggle and trying to figure out next steps mm-hmm. and really trying your best and all that and so how was that period of life for you like the time between graduating and then eventually like finally getting a teaching job i think it was really challenging because everything was kind of up in the air yeah. you know i had lost the end of my teacher's college i didn't get to finish it um and then i had lost my graduation and everything kind of just seemed unknown And for somebody who's always known what was next, that was really scary. Mm. Um, I had never been in a position in my life where I didn't know the next thing for me. Mm -hmm. And in that moment, I didn't see, you know, I couldn't see a graduation coming because it had been canceled. I couldn't see getting a job because nobody knew what schools were going to look like during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And that, to me, really affected me mentally. It affected me, you know, physically, physically. emotionally like everything affected me um until you know I was able to figure out what I was going to do I debated you know if I don't get hired like what could my next steps be I thought you know do I go get a master's and hope that it makes Mm -hmm. me more appealing do I you know look for a job that's completely out of my field which I didn't want to do because I had spent seven years trying to get (laughs) into my field Um, but yeah, it was a lot of unknown and it was scary and I'm sure a lot of listeners can, you know, relate to that because a lot of people did go through it. And I think part of it was just telling myself that that was the case, that it was not just me going through it, but Mm -hmm. every single other person who was graduating with me was probably feeling somewhat of the same thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was a very scary, you know, few months that I had to go through. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Just all the unknown and, um, yeah, again, for everyone in different capacities, right? You know, you don't have to just be graduating from school to feel that all the unknown, like everything was unknown at that time. Um, and that can be scary, exactly. Like, as you said, your whole life, you kind of knew what was next, or you mm-hmm. had a goal to work towards. And at that time, a lot of things were just out of your control. And um, I guess you kind of had to like make peace with that and just like trust that things would work out and they did and it actually didn't take that much longer right like it only took a few months really (laughs) from the time that I was told that graduation wasn't happening I think it took about three or four months Mm. of you know waiting around to find out what was going to happen next Um, and I think that's kind of where my you know positive mindset comes now Mm. is that even in the pandemic everything worked out and um you know, I was able to find work and I've always been able to find work, which I'm so grateful for. So I'm, you know, in the mindset that whatever is supposed to happen will happen. And when it comes to what's going to happen in September, I know that whatever does happen is what was meant to happen. So. Yeah, exactly. Hallelujah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, how was it to like teach online and mm-hmm. navigate all of that when, you know, during the pandemic and with young kids too right because mm-hmm. they probably didn't fully understand what was happening yeah. in the world and they were suddenly forced to learn online they couldn't go to school or see their friends like how was all of that for yeah. you yeah <laughs> it was a crazy experience and not one I think anyone really thought we would ever go through mm-hmm. um even for me I had to teach myself a lot of things online like how to use the programming how to like you know, log into the programming. It was a Mm -hmm. lot to figure out, um, especially because, you know, I got hired, I was in school for a little bit, and then we were online. So 
Um, to do that was a lot of changes in a short amount of time. Um, but you know what? I think in the end, everyone was a pretty good sport. I think, you know, uh, teachers were great. Students were, you know, understanding and some of them thought it was fun, you know, (laughs) it was different. And, you know, they're in a generation where they're going to get to say that they were able to do that and they were the first to do that. And Mm -hmm. I think that's something that they can look forward to and share as they grow older, um, I mean, I never got to experience that. You never got to experience that. So it's something unique for their age group. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think, you know, parents will eventually look back and think, you know, remember that time that I was at home and I had to help my kid Mm -hmm. do their work and keep them focused. And, you know, I think that's a, we got to look at it that way instead of, you know, what were the challenges? Because I think in the end, we did pretty good at adapting to that new learning environment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You can always look at it in a positive way, right? And even if even when there are challenges, there's always something to learn and something to be grateful for from it because it all just contributes to, you know, your growth and, mm-hmm. and becoming stronger in whatever you're doing, right? So um, kind of going off of that, what have you learned about yourself or life in general uh, mm-hmm. throughout this whole journey of like knowing that you want to be a teacher, working towards that, and now doing it like what have you learned about yourself I have learned that my patience is amazing (laughs) I have been told that by so many of my colleagues um and it makes me feel pretty good that you know that's something that they notice because I think it takes a lot to be patient Mm -hmm. um so I've learned that I'm a very patient person (laughs) um but just I think you know I've learned a lot about myself Mm -hmm. I've learned what I want my teaching to look like one day. I learned, you know, that I want to learn from my students. I don't necessarily think that it always should be me being the teacher. Mm -hmm. They have so much knowledge and the facts and things that they want to share with you. Like, they should have those opportunities to share them. Mm -hmm. Um, So allowing your students to teach you as well is something that I will always want to do and I always want to adapt into my classroom. And I think my idea of you know, what I want to be as a teacher will change consistently throughout my career. Mm -hmm. But I'm excited for that. And I'm excited to see like where the next 30 something years (laughs) takes me. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my goodness. (laughs) I can't even imagine just all the amazing things you're going to get to do over the years as a teacher. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you mentioned before to me too, like maybe one day you could like be a guidance counselor, like a principal or something, right? Like work your way up in that Mm -hmm. way. Um, Because, you know, once you have a few years of teaching under your belt, like, who knows what you might want to do a few when you're in your 30s and your 40s, who knows, right? And I love that idea that, you know, the door is pretty much wide open right now. Mm -hmm. I can go anywhere with my career. And I know it took a while to get here. And there were a lot of things that, you know, almost tried to stop me from getting to where I wanted to be, but Mm -hmm. I pushed through them. And I'm excited now to see where this career takes me, because it's something that I've wanted since... You know, I was a little girl, 22 years I've wanted it. So I'm excited to finally see what it's all about. Yeah, to live that dream. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, I'm just so happy for you that you're just living your dream. I love it. Thank you. But I also wanted to just talk a bit about, like, what do you think are some of the biggest um, struggles of teachers overall and some of the biggest, I guess, areas of enjoyment maybe Mm -hmm. like the negative and the positive I guess um okay so I think I'll probably start with the positive Mm -hmm. and that's just I love seeing a student like get something Mm 
Mm. Like when you're teaching something and maybe they're having a hard time understanding it or the strategy you're using isn't working for them, but finally you find something that works for them and you know they understand it and they can show it and they can explain it. That is so cool to see that a student like basically understood something from your teaching Mm -hmm. um and that aha moment for them is pretty pretty amazing Mm -hmm. um I don't necessarily know if there's really many cons to teaching I think it's really about how you look at it yeah um for me there's no cons like I Mm -hmm. love everything about the job yes of course there are days that you know, are difficult and, you know, you question yourself. But overall, I think, you know, you're in it for one reason and that's for the students Mm -hmm. and you're in it because you love it. And that's the way I choose to look at it. Um, And that's the way I would like to look at it for, you know, the remainder of my career because I did it because I was inspired by a teacher and one day I want my students to think back and hopefully think of me when they go and inspire and like achieve their goals and their dreams so Mm -hmm. that's that's something I'm looking forward to for sure yeah yeah I love that you said that because it's true teaching I think is one of those careers where you really have to love what you do to Mm -hmm. go into it and to um continue to to be a teacher throughout your life it's just you have to love it and because yeah. it is a huge responsibility and privilege to be, you know, helping kids grow up basically mm-hmm. and help them become more of themselves and just inspire them and teach them these, you know, skills. You know, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's a huge thing to, for parents, I can imagine. I'm not a parent yet, but like to send their kids off to this place where yeah. like they're in the hands of other adults now yeah. and it, that's could be... I can imagine it's very scary for parents. Mm -hmm. I feel like when I get to that point, it's going to be like, okay, my kids are out of my hands now and I have to trust these teachers and put my faith in them that my kids will be okay with these other people. And, you know, um, that's a huge privilege and responsibility for teachers. And like I said, you just have to love what you do when you're a teacher. (laughs) And I think like so many parents look at it as like teachers are the second parent. Mm. Like you spend eight hours a day, five days a week with those students and parents need to know that, you know, where they're sending their kid is a a safe place yeah and the teacher is you know going to care for them and make sure that they're safe and enforce those things so yeah and I think a lot of you know students end up they trust their teachers and they trust them um you know to tell them things that they're comfortable with and I think that's a really good thing to have as a teacher um is that trustworthiness between you and your your students Mm -hmm. yeah and you just said you know teachers kind of have to make their students feel like it's a safe place and that kind of made me think about all the horrible school shootings that have been happening in the states we're in Canada so it's different here but um hearing those things still impacts us and especially the latest one um that was they're all devastating but each one just feels like it's just more it hits harder um so I'm just wondering how that impacted you and maybe impacted how you um, ensure that your class Mm -hmm. is a safe space and even how that impacted you emotionally just seeing that that's 
happening out in the yeah. world still it's yeah what are your thoughts on yeah, that yeah it definitely has an impact at, like on you as a teacher it has impact on parents you know students too if they're old enough to understand what's going on mm-hmm. um it has a huge impact on them so I think just ensuring that your kids feel safe within their classroom is a big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I try to make it a warm and welcoming environment. Um, you know, whether that's putting up lights and keeping, you know, the bigger ones off and, mm-hmm. you know, creating like comfy things for them to, you know, basically feel like they're in a safe, welcoming, comfortable home because mm-hmm. it is technically their second home, you know. Mm-hmm. They spend as much time there as they do when they're at home. So, Um, And then when it comes to all of that, just making sure that they understand, you know, the safety protocols for it and practicing those with them to ensure that if something were to ever happen, you're safe and making sure that they understand. And even at a young age, they do understand why Mm -hmm. we do what we do um, and why we practice it. Mm -hmm. And I think reinforcing that for them to make sure that they know, like, we practice this so they're safe Mm -hmm. is... um, a big thing but I think it'll always have an impact on people who are close to that Mm -hmm. um, environment and that situation and I know that you know when it happens so many people reach out and say like how are you doing because you never know how somebody is affected by it Mm -hmm. Um, but it's definitely something like I think will always be a concern Um, I don't ever see it getting better so just practicing it with your students and making sure that they feel safe and welcome and they understand what to do if the situation ever arises yeah yeah it's a sad reality for sure that this this just happens Mm -hmm. in our world again more in the states than here but you know it's not out of the realm of possibility right it's uh which is a sad thing to say and um Because, yeah, kids should just feel safe to go to school. Parents Mm -hmm. should feel safe sending their kids to school. Teachers should feel safe in their school and and not have to, you know, have this possibility in the back of their head. Like, I can't even imagine how heavy that is to carry. And even now thinking back to, like, when we were kids and we had to, you know, go through all these lockdown practice procedures. And, you know, when you're little, you don't fully understand. Like, the Mm -hmm. teachers kind of make it lighter than maybe um it in reality it is just because so that for the kids can like digest it Mm -hmm. right and um and follow the rules and stuff and I guess yeah obviously as you get into older grades you understand that stuff more and um take it more seriously and um yeah I just I can imagine how heavy that is to carry as a teacher and Mm -hmm. so how did that feel for you like personally just um, when the latest one happened, um, how, yeah, how was that for you? I think it just kind of made me think of what would I do in that situation. Mm -hmm. And as much as I don't want to think about that, you kind of have to. Mm -hmm. Um, but even still, I don't have a clear, definite answer because I think it would be more of in that moment, what did I end up doing instead of what would I do? True. So I think that's really where my head was at and trying to decide, you know, what I would do in that situation. But I always have felt comfortable in my school. I've always felt comfortable in any school, really. Mm -hmm. So it's never been something where I've been worried or, you know, I'm scared to go to work. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, you know, Canada does a great job in ensuring that our schools are safe and that those things don't necessarily happen as frequently as they do elsewhere. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. There's a lot to be grateful for Mm -hmm. about 
being a teacher in Canada, right? (laughs) And just living in Canada in general. (laughs) Um, So, you know, I mentioned before that, like, I think teachers could be appreciated much more than they are because they are so important to our children, to our Mm -hmm. society, just to everything. Like, teachers do a lot. (laughs) Um, So how do you think parents, students, society in general can like better support teachers or better appreciate teachers? Yeah, I think I always will go off of words of affirmation. Mm -hmm. Whether it's getting an email from a parent or having a conversation with them on the phone or after school, um, just hearing that what I'm doing, they recognize and they appreciate is probably the best feeling because you know that even on your hard days that you did something right. Mm -hmm. And although in that moment you might not have felt it, um, somebody recognized it. Mm -hmm. And so words of affirmation are huge. And I think that's, you know, what anyone can do to support a teacher is just reassure them because there are going to be a lot of hard days. And I know that I've experienced that. um, And I know that more are coming. So and I do have like in my email, I have a little folder of you know, emails I've received from parents over the years that have encouraging things. So on days Mm -hmm. when I have a bad day, I go into my little folder and I pick one email and I read what that parent said to me. And that kind of just reassures me that maybe in that moment, I don't know if I did a good job or I don't know if somebody recognized what I did. But some point in my teaching career, some parent has recognized that. And I think that's all that you really need. Um, I don't know that, you know, support, like, you know, teachers, you can support your child's class. That's more important Mm -hmm. than anything. Um, It's not necessarily parents need to support teachers. They need to support their students in the classroom. Um, So I know a lot of teachers, you know, ask for donations in their classroom and things like that. And, you know, I do the same if we need something instead of buying it because a lot of parents, you'd be surprised how willing they are to contribute to their child's learning. Mm. So that's a great way to, I think, support um, teachers, but you're supporting your child more than you are supporting your teacher. Yeah, yeah, for sure. The student, you know, comes first. Teachers are obviously so important, but even for teachers, the student Mm -hmm. is the first priority, right? So... Yeah, you kind of mentioned this already, but what is your favorite part of being a teacher? Oh, I love the creative aspect. I can change anything as long as it fits with what they're learning Mm. and I can make it as creative as I want to. Mm -hmm. And as someone who loves, you know, art and being creative and coming up with new ideas, I think being a teacher is a great thing Mm -hmm. because no lesson ever has to be the same it can be changed consistently you can use you know different materials you can and especially with the internet now like Mm -hmm. there's so much you can do and I love having that creative aspect and being able to design things the way that you know I want to see but how I also think that my students want to see it and that's a pretty um, amazing like free reign to have yeah oh that's so fun that sounds so fun (laughs) just to have that creative freedom and um, you know, also include your students too, I bet, in like the creative mm-hmm. process. And yeah, that's so fun. Um, and kind of going back to what you're talking about before about just, you know, you having that little folder in your email mm-hmm. about, you know, 
positive words of affirmation from parents that you can go back to and feel appreciated. Has there been anything like specific that has happened in the past year where you really felt like truly appreciated or seen as a teacher or you really felt like you were inspiring a child or anything any specific moment like that I think this past year was the one where I got the most emails from parents about things that they liked or things that I was doing Mm -hmm. um and it was great to see that because I'm only two years in yeah um so I think they made up most of my folder right now. Um, But it's it's just great to see that. And especially being so new to know that I shouldn't be second guessing myself because clearly I'm doing like a good thing and I'm Mm -hmm. doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, So I think, you know, just having that and being able to look at that. And even throughout the summer, I go back and take a peek on days that I'm, you know, struggling to know that you know, I have inspired the kids that I have taught so far. And, you know, that goes back to everything we've talked about is that's the end goal. And to know Mm -hmm. I've already done that is pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It must be so special to like receive that validation Mm -hmm. and just to confirm that, okay, yeah, I'm doing a good job. I'm a good teacher. (laughs) These kids are learning something from me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's amazing. Um, so what is something that you know now that you wish your younger self knew, you know, in regards to this whole path that you've mm-hmm. taken to become a teacher? What would you say to your younger self? I think I would just say trust the process. Mm. There were so many times that I think we talked about, like, my career might have just stopped if I didn't kept go- like keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, so just trust that you are where you need to be and where you're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And know that wherever you're going next is where you're supposed to go. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I think in high school, I struggled with that a lot. Um, Especially when it came to like deciding where I want to go for my undergrad. Mm -hmm. That was a huge decision. Whether I stay home, do I move away? Mm -hmm. Um, Moving away was the best decision for me. I learned so much. I grew so much as an individual. I became very independent. Um, moving away changed my life. And if I hadn't trusted myself and trusted the process, I would have stayed home. Mm-hmm. And I would have lost that experience um, that I knew I needed. And that was the same for going to teacher's college. I didn't want to move away. I had lived away for four years and I was ready to come back home and, you know, be closer to my family and my friends. And again, I moved away. Mm -hmm. And it took a lot to be okay with moving away that second time. But if I hadn't moved away, I wouldn't have met my friends that I did. Um, I wouldn't wouldn't have had the placements that I had. I wouldn't have met the students that I met through that or the teachers that I, you know, use now as support. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have any of that. So I think just trusting that Each step you take, even though in that moment I might have struggled with the decision, I can confidently say that I've made all the right decisions for myself and I wouldn't be where I am right now if I hadn't made those decisions. So, Mm -hmm. um, and that's the same with, you know, looking for jobs. I've gone on interviews and now I realize that the reason I didn't get a job was because I was supposed to be somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And to know that and to reflect on that is you know, a great thing. Um, And I think, I hope that I carry that mindset with me as I navigate and try to figure out, you know, next steps for me, next steps for my career. Um, Just trusting that in the moment, this is where I need to be. And that's what I'm supposed to be doing is something that I've learned, I've grown with. And 
that's a great thing I think I've done. Yeah. Mic drop. <laughs> that, yeah, I totally agree. That's just such a huge thing. Trusting the process and, you know, knowing that the way things are meant to happen, they'll happen that way. Mm-hmm. And that can be so hard to do, like, in the moment when yeah. things feel so unknown or so out of your control. And I still have to, like, remind myself, you know, even when things feel so chaotic and I don't know what the heck I'm doing, like, it's all going to make sense at some mm-hmm. at, at some time. Like, maybe it'll be, like, 10, 15 years from now, but it'll it's all contributing to... Mm-hmm making you become who you're meant to be what you're meant to go through um and yeah it just takes that conscious shift in the moment to trust because um I feel like for a lot of people trust is just not um you know your your automatic reaction to things right it's um, at least for me anyways, I'm speaking from personal experience, let's be real. But um, I, you know, I like to feel like I'm in control yeah. or like I like to know what the next steps are and what to expect. So when things feel so unknown and, um, you know, up in the air, like we've talked about before, it's just, it's hard to handle, right? Yeah. And it really does take um, finding that still calm place within yourself and being like, I'll be okay yeah. no matter what happens. Even if things are really crappy for a little while, I'll be okay and things will work out. And I feel like everything you share today really is a testament to that. So, um, yeah, I for everyone listening, like I know it's really hard sometimes to just trust and, and really live by that notion that things will happen the way they're meant to happen but it's it's true and if you just even look back on your life and how you got to where you are now at this moment you'll see like things happened the way they were meant to happen so maybe just like looking back and having that perspective could be helpful um so yeah thank you for sharing all that such important stuff um and before we wrap up, I just wanted to hear a little bit about what you think is next for you. Like, when you think about your future as a teacher, what do you see? <laughs> I see finding something for September. <laughs> yeah, uh, finding that a would job. be nice. Um, but no, just, you know, continuing to grow, continuing to, you know, strive to what I see in the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and that changes every day. But right now, just, you know, focus on, you know, finding my next class and, being ready to inspire those students and continuing on with that. Yeah. Keep on keeping on. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much for doing this with me and, and sharing all your insights. And um, yeah, let's just all appreciate teachers a little bit more because they're super important. And I feel really lucky to be friends with such an inspiring teacher. So <laughs> thank you. And thanks for having me. Yeah, of course.